Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you feel like your allergies are having a comeback tour and you want relief quickly, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny, and itchy nose and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Nate, we have some unfinished business. Yes, we do. Yeah, last year we did a really fun episode on Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And Indeed. I think we've determined it's probably the best holiday song of all time. I don't see the need for such superlatives myself, <laughs> but it's a great song. Yeah, I guess that would really upset your uh, Irving Berlin uh, hankerings. Composer of White Christmas. Yeah. Mm. No, I'm just, I'm I'm not here to make comparisons, okay. Charlie. Okay. But comparisons we, are a form of violence. So I thought what we needed to do was uh, resolve where we left off a year ago. Right. The, the unanswered question that I know was just consuming listeners We've for received. the last year and 12 yeah. months of just pain because we never really fully addressed this people have been writing us for 12 months with yes, non-stop comments about sleigh bells yeah and it turns out that sleigh bells which are sort of the absolute most sonically identifiable marker of holiday music don't exist only in holiday music. Yes. Right? So we could take a listen just to familiarize ourselves with that sleigh bell sound to Mariah Carey. And it turns out sleigh bells are all over the place. Yeah, somehow we missed this, even though we talked about sleigh bells for an ungodly <laughs> amount of time, more than anyone ever should. We, we weren't sure if there were examples yeah. of sleigh bells being used in non-holiday songs. Turns out there are many. So here's what we're going to do. Great. I don't want to bury the lead. I want to get right into songs that have sleigh bells that are not holiday tracks. Very concise. And for those who might have missed it, in the second half, we're going to go back to that episode on Mariah Carey and All I Want for Christmas is You, which I think is totally fine because that song keeps on coming back over and over and over again, coming back on the top 100 charts for how many years now? 20, 30 years? It's timeless, yeah. whatever it is. And uh, and so we're going to come back to that episode as well for those who might have missed it. But we should jump right in and listen to songs that are not holiday songs that have some sleigh bells. So we've both prepared a couple of different tracks and we've also brought in some listener suggestions. Do you want to kick us off? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm very excited to share uh, our first selection of, what is it, non-holiday songs featuring <laughs> sleigh bells? We need a much pithier title. N-H-S-B, wait, I, I got this, I got yeah. this. N-H-S-S-B, Nahuspas. <laughs> Nahuspas, okay. Okay, what do you got? so our first Nahuspa is Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart, which... <laughs> is written by Jim uh, Steinman and is, you know, just an incredible song. You're and going back in time. Yeah, yeah. This is a song I've loved, listened to so many times, transcribed, and yet I never really noticed that there were sleigh bells in here. Oh. All right, let's go right to the moment. All right, here we go. 
Get ready, Chuck. Oh, Are you prepared? No. Here it comes. Wow. <laughs> it is so cinematic. Yeah. What is what is happening? It, I. <laughs> I don't, where do, I don't know where to start. What is happening? I mean, let's. I, I can't answer that. I can just talk about sleigh bells. They're yeah. really effective here. Yeah, I think. Again, I've never noticed them because yeah. they're buried in this. What you describe accurately is very cinematic. You know, sort of orchestral texture. And the song has taken a minor turn here. Yeah. Right. And well, yeah. It's yeah. I feel like one of the qualities of holiday music is that it often has this happy sad. Right. There's a lot of Christmas songs that will be in minor keys, and you'll hear something like I don't know, Silent Night. Uh, and you might have sleigh bells in the background, and there's sort of like this nostalgia, happy, sad thing that's happening. And I'm getting that a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, Silent Night is a bad example because that's a major key. Oh, but I got one. Don't worry, I got you covered. Uh, uh, what about God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen? Thank you. Which is yeah, which is definitely minor. And yeah, okay. So I said Silent Night. I was thinking Carol of the Bells. They all blend together. <laughs> Great. On my list, I also wanted to go back a moment yeah. and to one of I just think one of the most beautiful songs in all of music history yeah to the Beach Boys God Only Knows and this is a track that was suggested to us by someone on Twitter right yeah this was a Twitter yeah. track okay yeah, so, great so uh, let's listen to God Only Knows for a second We've got sleigh bells. There they are. I may not always love you. I wonder what that other sound is. The the clopping horses. You never need to doubt it. I'll make you. There's so much in there. I don't know. It's it's gorgeous. It's yeah. Again, it's it's it, it is surprising. There's a bit of melancholy that I didn't expect yeah. from from those bells. Can we tell the difference between sleigh bells and a symphony of tambourines? No, I mean, this comes up in the Mariah Carey song, too, where they're using both sleigh bells and tambourines. Uh. And, you know, we we have a little, you know, you'll see in the second half of the episode, we have a little back and forth over whether it's a tam- <laughs> whether when we're hearing a tambourine and a sleigh bell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I would say very unscientifically that sleigh bells seem more jangly. <laughs> well, they are a different kind of percussion because tambourines are like two little mini hi-hats coming together and a bunch of them, whereas a sleigh bell is actually a bell with a little ringing metal thing inside. You speak the truth. Hard to hear the difference. So yeah. I, I'm wondering, I, I feel like this could have actually potentially been actually like a whole orchestra of tambourines with a ton of reverb. Like, my gut my gut says sleigh bell sleigh here. Bells. All right. So we got, it, it makes sense because they're, they're all into sort of animal-y sound effects and who wears bells. Yeah. Don't worry. This is just the tip of the... <laughs> we're going to get even more forensic here. All right. I'm up next. Yep. Uh, this is another uh, uh, listener submission yep. here. Uh, we, we've been told that there are sleigh bells in Michael Jackson's track, Jam. Jam. Let's investigate. More sound effects. Two, 
What do you think? Sleigh bells? We're focusing on that sound in the distance. Ching, yeah. ching, ching, yeah, ching, yeah, ching, yeah. ching, ching, ching. The sleigh bell sound. <laughs> um, I think so. I think so too. I, I think, think it's so. A, I think it's a sleigh bell sample that they're might, triggering yeah. with a drum machine. Yeah, I know what you mean. It has it, it that. It kind of like skips in and out. And it's like very, oh, they sound very identical. Yeah. Sleigh bell sample. I think that's my diagnosis here. All right, very cool. Michael Jackson's jam. King of pop never disappoints. All right. Oh, yeah, the Beach Boys, Michael Jackson. It turns out, and Mariah Carey. It turns out if you want to be a successful pop star. There you go. You just got to get friendly with the sleigh bells. Okay, so I think uh, it's my turn. We're going we're gonna to move from pop into a little bit more of a, I don't know, is it proper to call it an indie aesthetic? Uh, your face looks sour. I have resting sour face. You <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. Okay. Uh, so we've got uh, Radiohead off of their biggest album ever, OK Computer. Supposedly, we've got some uh, sleigh bells on airbag. Let's check it out. I'm convinced. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I'm buying. <laughs> I, I which I, I love because this this album is it's a pretty serious album. Yeah. It deals with weighty issues, and I feel like sleigh bells are the least weighty. Of oh, it. this is legit funny. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is hysterical. It's very. Yeah. It's such a bizarre juxtaposition between this intense, angular, distorted guitar yep. and these bright, jaunty sleigh bells. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be some kind of joke or parody, or perhaps some some a dark joke of some kind. A little bit, a little bit more of that that happy sad, but to a, a greater degree. Yeah, but also something sort of parodic or so. It's like so. It's very they're fun. They, it cracks me up. They're so good at burying little clues in everything they do. If you look at the internet forums trying to deconstruct their music video daydreaming, it is like cultish Illuminati like mm. conspiracy theory stuff. And I am a total convert. <laughs> <laughs> and yet there's nothing hidden. They're not hiding this sleigh bell. It's fascinating that we've both heard this song. And um, I think all of these songs before and never noticed these sleigh bells. They're invisible somehow. It's amazing. Yeah, I'd never heard it before. I've heard that song a hundred times. All right. I've got one. You you initially, with my Bonnie Tyler pick, said I was going back, but that was nothing. We're going back now to the great romantic composer, Gustav Mahler. <laughs> his Symphony Number no. 4 yeah. is probably my favorite of his symphonies. He wrote very challenging and rich, complex music. That- yeah. Well, I think I like it because it's likely the most accessible one. It's kind of like uh, it's like yeah, the party. Yeah. It's the party symphony. And it was, our symphony is like each totally distinct from each other. Isn't he known for sort of pushing his musical boundaries within each work that he did? Yeah, yeah, no, he's right. Uh, I mean, he, I called him a romantic composer, but he's right at the cusp of modernism. He's really, yeah, the sort of the the last romantic in a lot of ways. So do you think this is his most pop chart oriented symphony? Oh yeah. No, this is definitely his top 40 symphony. <laughs> and I wonder to what degree it has to do with the use of sleigh bells. Let's play the track and find out. Oh, how much? What? What? I felt like I was totally brought in by the sleigh bells, and then nay. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just that he gives you a little, just a little taste, and he takes it away. He'll yeah. bring it back. Yeah, but no, it's not too much. It's just a little dollop. What is the sleigh bell doing here in the, in the symphony? What's what's going on? 
It's a great question. I mean, I, I, I've, I've looked into this. It's not like what, what would be called a programmatic symphony where it's, right. it's trying to, you know, say conjure the feeling of a particular season or something. Right. Uh, so it's an aesthetic choice that, I mean, to me, in my ears, creates the same kind of dissonance we were talking about. There's, mm. you know, this minor melody in the strings, but then the kind of brightness of the sleigh bells. It seems like in a dark texture, the sleigh bells bring light, and mm. in a light texture, the sleigh bells bring darkness. Oh, or interesting. Something. Yeah, but totally. They They're like that. a countervailing force. I also I feel like here it does a really good job of creating immediate progression into the symphony, right? We're not sort of building slowly into a melody. It's like we're getting almost, yeah. it feels like, in the middle of something. Well, that's really interesting because let's think about the function of sleigh bells originally. Oh, yeah, well, they would be on Santa's sleigh, and they are... Truly, originally, they're probably on herding animals, and that's probably how they ended up on uh, all of the reindeer. Right. And there's, are they supposed to announce the the movement of something coming through town? I get ass- out of my way. It's like I a, assume so. It's like a well, you know, truck backing up. Well, I was on a hike the other day, and there were mountain bikers on the trail, and they had sleigh bells, cowbells <laughs> oh, on no their way, on really? their backpack. Yeah, oh. which was really helpful because you could hear when they were coming. Huh. So maybe, yeah, something similar. Maybe, I mean, sleighs go fast. Yeah, so it's saying... And you're suggesting that the bells are on the animals pulling the sleigh rather than the sleigh itself? Or on the, oh, yeah, I think they are. Someone's going to fact check me. I don't, I don't know. But they are about something moving fast and getting in the way, but they're also connected to like a, an old mode of transportation. So there's some of like the, the nostalgia in them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving right into the symphony. Watch out. Something's going to happen. What's next? I've got another interesting listener one, which I'm really excited to diagnose with you. Okay, Uh, cool. This is supposedly Miles Davis used the sleigh bells in his song, Black Satin. (sighs) I'm I'm intrigued. Let's have a listen. I'm so curious. Nice James Brown kind of funk beat. Sleigh bell. Sleigh bell. <laughs> okay, wow, I love it. That is definitely a sleigh bell. That is awesome. That was really fun. Yeah. That's a different use of the sleigh bell, though, right? Because typically we're used to the like, yeah, yeah. Like the movement, and here they're almost an accent. Yeah, it's a little more atmospheric. Yeah. That's, it's a nice segue to another song. Whitney introduced me to this one. This yeah. is Kygo firestone a song i think i've mentioned this perhaps on on this on the show already but i'm bound to repeat it every time i mention this song firestone was written after uh one of the co-writers swedish co-writers or or scandinavian let's say um saw a billboard for firestone tires (laughs) and then created this song about firestones burning in the dark and it's beautiful it's an amazing pop track inspiration is all around you (laughs) okay anyway sleigh bells this one is very sparse even more than the miles davis track we just listened to Ooh, right yeah so it has that sort of same accent quality now we have to be really patient wait really oh yeah it's not gonna that singular sleigh bell isn't gonna come around until that's the beginning of the verse, which should be right here. I'm afraid, of fire. I think here we're getting a sleigh bell accent, and then in the beat, 
they're using a little bit of a tambourine later on. So we're getting, they both have that same bright percussive gotcha. quality, but they're mixing up the percussion. You can check it out. Sleigh bell here. And we're going to get tambourine here. Yeah, that does seem to be a recurring thing here. Where you find sleigh bells, there you will find tambourines. In this case, the sleigh bell is almost a little overwhelming, right? If you had it shaking that entire time through that house beat, it would be a little too much. And so they wanted to have that same bright quality of the percussion, but just bring it in a little bit. Tone it down. Throw a tambourine on it. I love it. All right, we got one more, and then we will conclude one of the most absurd exercises we've ever done on this show. Talking about sleigh bells and non-Christmas pop songs at length. This whole podcast is absurd. Okay, I guess once we go down (laughs) that road, then. (laughs) This one is my favorite. This is unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, this came in from a a listener as well, which was, uh, I just, I did not think that we would find a lot of sleigh bells in hip hop, but it turns out on just you know, one of the most uh, important albums in the history of hip-hop off of Nas's Illmatic. On his track, Halftime, we have got the sleigh bell. Let's spin it. Yeah, that's so Sleigh bell leads us off, right? And it, uh, once again, it's just like eye-opening to me, ear-opening, because... Yeah. I listened to this album produced by DJ Premier, you know, countless times growing up, and I never consciously thought, oh, that's a sleigh bell. And yet there it is, clear as Christmas Day. We have gone very far from the world of holiday music. Mm. And I actually really like holiday music. I think we get a lot we get a lot of sort of interesting harmonies and styles from the past that we don't always get the rest of the year. And it opens our hearing to different kinds of music. And it would be totally appropriate to go to the recurringly most successful holiday song yeah. uh, to Mariah Carey. It just never gets old. No. Uh, so we'll take a short little break afterwards. Let's spin our show from last year on Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. And more sleigh bells. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. If you have allergies, then I've got a familiar scenario for you. You wake up on a beautiful spring morning and peek outside. You get a feel of that nice breeze, but then you start to feel a little tickle in your nostrils. That tickle is the spring air telling you to go be a hermit and avoid the outside because you'll soon be a sniffling, sneezing mess. But don't listen to it. Allergies suck, but a good nasal spray makes all the difference. I personally learned that I suffer from adult onset allergies, and it's a real bummer. But a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolias, my favorite flower. If you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. 
Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Charlie, there are some things in this world that we can set our clocks to, right? The sun rises and sets, the tides ebb and flow, stars are born and die in fiery novas, and there's one other event in the universe that occurs with inexorable power, (laughs) and that is that every December, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You will be inescapable. Oh, it's such good news. I thought you were going to say Daylight Savings because Mariah Carey is a lot more exciting. Today, we are going to explore All I Want for Christmas is You. I could not be more excited. It is that time of year, and this is one of the most requested songs for us to cover on the show. It's going to be great. It's a total jam. You're pro. Oh, absolutely. It's incredibly catchy. I love getting to hear it each year. She sings some impeccably high notes, and it's an absolute classic. I'm glad you feel that way. I do, but I had to take some time to come to your euphoric vision of this song. <laughs> I did not like this song, and it all changed for me once I performed it. Oh. You know I do this holiday charity concert in Brooklyn every year. Right. I'm the music director. Yes. And so I had to write an arrangement and perform this song, and once I did that, then I gained this new appreciation for the track, for the way it's so beautifully constructed. Well, I'm sorry your ears weren't as great as mine in appreciating its beauty, but I am intrigued to find out what you've learned along your path. Well, and for those out there who don't love it now, You might by the time we're done. Okay, here we go. Okay. Ready, Charles? Seatbelt on. So there's three things I want to focus on in this song, and I'll mark them each with uh, the tinkling of a sleigh bell. So (laughs) you're aware of the divisions, all right? Good, good. Okay, the first thing that hooks us in is the suspense of this song. Now, that might not be an adjective that would immediately come to mind when you're thinking of all I want for Christmas is you. No. But in the intro of this song, we as listeners are kept in rapt suspense. This intro just hooks us in, and once we're done, we're never getting it out of our head again. And it's a long intro. It's 50 seconds long, so we can't listen to the whole thing. But here's a taste of the beginning of all I want for Christmas is you. Is that Glockenspiel? Oof. Glockenspiel, Charlie. No, 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 no. It's, um... You got it. Tubular Bells. Well, yes. The Glockenspiel's mature, older cousin. <laughs> Minor four chord. Make my wish 
I've never appreciated that so deeply, especially the final ridiculous drum fill. And why is that drum fill such a big payoff, Charles? It's because of that suspense we feel throughout the intro. Okay, so first let's focus on the lyrics. What's the very first lyric of this song? I don't want a lot for Christmas. And the second? There is just one thing I need. Okay, so there's the setup, right? There's the suspense. Oh, that's a good setup. She doesn't tell us after that. No. She goes on to tell us other things she doesn't need. Presents. She doesn't care about presents. She's got a wish. She's got a wish. What is that wish? And then it's not till the very end of this introduction that we learn. All I want for Christmas is pause. And then finally we discover what it is. You. She wants you. I mean, of course, she tells us that in the title of the song, but, you know. (laughs) She gives away the punchline. So from the beginning of this intro to the end, we are in lyrical suspense. What does Mariah Carey want for Christmas? That is our burning question, and we are only given the answer at the very end of the intro, and then that drum fill takes us into this raucous holiday party time. And at that point, we are hooked, okay? But yeah. that's not enough. What, why this intro is so effective is because that lyrical suspense is mirrored in the chords that mm. Mariah Carey uses. Yeah, they're sort of like big, lush, open orchestral elements, strings, tubular bells, and a really loose sense of time. Yes, and if we look at the harmonies under each of these lyrics... They are taking us through their own journey of suspense because Mm. at the very beginning of the song, we get the home chord, the main key that we're in, which is G major. But it's not until the very end of the intro that we're going to get back to that G major chord. Mm. Even though the chords are constantly changing, we're not going to return to that home key, that sense of our song center, till the very end of the intro. Ah, okay. As the lyrics are kind of giving us this suspense, what does she want for Christmas? So do the chords give us that suspense, too. We're up in the air until the reveal, all I want for Christmas is you. On that line, she goes back to the home key of G. Okay, so let's we can go through it together. We start on G. I don't want a lot for Christmas. And then we go up to B. There is just one thing I need up to C. I don't care about the presents. Up to E flat. Underneath the Christmas tree. Ooh, and we're rising with suspense. And at this point, you're like, okay, we could totally go back to G right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not. We're going <laughs> to D. And then from D, I just want you for my own to E minor, more than you could ever know, down to E flat, down to D, make my wish come true, A minor, all I want for Christmas, and then D is, and at this point we are just like waiting, please take me back, take me back, take me back to that G, and then finally U, G, we are home and ready to launch into the song proper. There's so many points in that chord progression where you think it's going to go back to where you started. And instead, she keeps dancing around it. Suspense. Yes. And once you get that resolution, then you are in for the rest of the song. But that's not all. Second point, sleigh bell, please. 
The other reason this song is so successful is that it is right at home with holiday classics of yore. I mean, this song has more in common with a classic like Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Winter Wonderland, than say one of Mariah's biggest hits, Always Be My Baby, where you have a section that is a repeating chorus. All I Want for Christmas is You, however, uses a much older song form that has a, a rather prosaic name that yeah. is simply called A-A-B-A, where each of those letters refers to a section of the song. This is like old Sinatra-style songs. Oh, yeah. You might not think of Bing Crosby and Mariah Carey having much in common, but Der Binger would be very pleased by her use of the A-A-B-A <laughs> form here. You're very excited about this. Why don't you tell us what you're talking about? Well, check it out. This is how this form works, okay? We have the first A section, which starts, I don't want a lot for Christmas, and then ends with this now familiar refrain, all I want for Christmas is you. Right. And then we get another one of these sections. It has the same exact music, Mm. different lyrics. This time she starts, I won't ask for much this Christmas. Mm -hmm. But she ends on the same refrain. All I want for Christmas is you. I think this time around she uh, throws an oh baby in there just for <laughs> okay, a little good, uh, okay. slight variation. <laughs> little variation. But so far we've had two sections that are virtually identical musically. Yes. Uh, so that's A and A. Yeah. Now we get this new material, this contrasting section, the B section, hmm. the section that goes all the lights are shining so brightly everywhere. Hmm. Beautiful moment here, right? Kind of mixes it up, takes us to another place harmonically. Hmm. And then this bridge section builds back into one more statement of the original A section. So now she sings, I don't want a lot for Christmas, and then ends one more time on this now haunting refrain, one that we will never be able to get out of our synaptic pathways. (laughs) All I want for Christmas is you. Finn, Q-E-D, we have arrived, (laughs) A-A-B-A, very elegant, effective form, but one that we're not really used to hearing. It's Mm. only this time of year when we get these reduxes that we are exposed to this very antique song form. And I think as such, it gives us a nostalgia. It makes us feel warm and comfortable, like we're sitting in front of a fireplace (laughs) wearing our grandpa's old shoes. (laughs) Rather than having the build to the hook, it's almost like you have the hook is played three times with a break in the middle. Like the A section is the main material. And in that way, you're just kind of getting like hook, 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 slight derivation, hook. Yes. And then like it grills that thesis, all I want for Christmas is you, into your mind that much deeper. It's the whole point of the song. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay, so that's thing number two. What's thing number three? And let's get a nice, vigorous sleigh bell for this one, because that's the subject of my third point. Sleigh bells. Sleigh bells. (laughs) Okay. Let's just zero in on these sleigh bells for a second. We can hear them right between the intro and the first verse of this song. Let's have a listen. Let me ask a tangential question. Why do sleigh bells sound like winter? Ooh. 
Mm. Oh, okay. Now, now I see. I've I've gotten your gears turning. Okay, so there's an obvious explanation, right? Let's get that out of the way. They're usually played during the holiday period, which in the northern hemisphere is winter. So for people in the northern hemisphere, they probably make the association. Yes, that was a little I, I, encyclopedia brown. I was thinking more like <laughs> they are on sleighs, which are something that are used in winter. Dude, have you ever been on a sleigh with a sleigh bell? No one ever has. No, <laughs> no, I I certainly haven't. Though it's on my bucket list. They sound like ice. It sounds like shaking a bucket of ice. Yes. Ooh, okay. I'm totally on your wavelength there, Charles. Yes. It has this kind of sparkly, shimmery sound. Yeah. Like ice, like snow, like twinkling snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe we're attracted to that. Mm -hmm. And there's also something kind of evanescent about them right they it's a sound that that you hear as quickly as it disappears just like the holidays oh (laughs) wow okay i see where you're going with this and then this song is so brilliant because they put these sleigh bells in this like world of twinkling sounds so we have the sleigh bells yeah and then you can hear they add a tambourine Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the sleigh bell is like the December version of the tambourine, which any pop <laughs> producer knows to like make a song really shimmer, throw in a shaker or a tambourine in the background, and then everybody's moving. It magically always works. I love it. I'm never going to get that out of my mind. <laughs> sleigh bell is the December tambourine. Does that make the tambourine the August <laughs> sleigh bell? Is that all you have to say about sleigh bells because i have something really important to say about the recording of these sleigh bells what i have to say about sleigh bills would fill a tome to rival infinite jest but please (laughs) tell me what you're thinking everybody knows that if you're gonna write a christmas track that you just put in sleigh bells in the background and then all of a sudden haha it's a christmas song this is not your average sleigh bell i was listening i've never (laughs) listened to this thing I've never listened to this like with headphones and turn up the volume and really pay attention. It's usually just like in the background at CVS. So I don't pay that much attention when the song is on. I should. These sleigh bells are like an orchestra of sleigh bells. So first of all, I can't count how many there are. There's got to be like 15 of these people just shaking so many of them. More than that, there's a stereo image of sleigh bells. One sleigh bell shakes in your right ear, and then the next sleigh bell shakes in your left ear. So you're really enveloped in these sleigh bells that are like going around you, circling your head. It's completely mad. No, that's ooh, ooh, no, 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 no. I have a scoop for you, Charles. There's a scoop? That's the tambourine. Wait, what? It's sleigh bell tambourine. Sleigh bell tambourine. Oh they're talking to each other yeah no no but but that's okay because i had to spend a long time to unpack (laughs) that you can hear the subtle differences i'm impressed how did you find this i like to think so i don't know maybe someone out there has an even more educated opinion (laughs) nevertheless i think your comment still holds water right we are bombarded by sleigh bells back and forth in every year throughout this song yeah now we're sailing above all i want for christmas for a moment because okay Is there any other sound in our popular music world that is so specific and so seasonal? Mm. Like, as a thought experiment, can you write a summer pop smash that features the sleigh bell? (laughs) I mean, if you told me that it was like on Thriller, I'd be so excited, but I really doubt it. Let's make an experiment. Let's take Thriller and throw a sleigh bell over it. (laughs) 
Let's take another song. What's the last song we did? Let's take Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. Throw Slave Bell on it. <laughs> you shouldn't do this. Okay, one more. Kendrick Lamar, Slave Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and <laughs> Adds a real uh, sparkle to everything. Suddenly, each of those songs has become a Christmas song. My goodness, the awe-inspiring power of the sleigh bell. It has more <laughs> f- musical, emotional force for us than the, the gnarliest synthesizer, the most distorted <laughs> yeah. guitar, the deepest bass drum. The sleigh bell <laughs> is the most powerful instrument of them all. <laughs> Let's step back a minute because this song is now one of the top 15 best-selling singles of all time. And Charlie, I don't think that is going to change anytime soon. I think what's crazy is that this song is just going to get more and more popular. And do you know why I think that? Why is that? Because in 2011, this song was re-recorded by Mariah Carey and... Justin Bieber. So now it has the Bieber bump, and whether you like it or not, looking forward into the future, the song is always going to be with us. Oh, this is abysmal. I'm so disappointed. Why? Why? Tell me. Okay, so I think we've established that this song is effective in that it places itself in its form and in its sonic texture in a different era. And so like it fits in with classic holiday songs and then they tried to update it for a modern sound by throwing electronic kick drums on it and auto-tuning the crap out of Justin Bieber's voice. I don't know. I feel like Christmas holiday songs gain new life when they're updated, when the drifters cover White Christmas and turn into this indelible doo-wop version. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright. But I feel like really big holiday hits, I think that's in many ways the whole point of this episode is that they stopped being classic at some point in the 60s. And then this is sort of like establishes itself as like a 50s, 60s sort of song. And new holiday hits, they kind of happen for a year and then they go. This does have a tremendous staying power. So this song written in 1994 remains incredibly popular it's one of the 15 best-selling singles of all time this song is not going anywhere so if you're like us if you're into this song you're very pleased if you can't stand the song Mm. i have bad news for you well i'm happy i'm pleased but hopefully if you're one of those people you like it a little bit more now now that you know the lyrical suspense and the ancient song form of aaba and the eternal mystery of the twinkling sleigh bell (laughs) This episode of Switched on Pop was produced by me, Charlie Harding. And me, Nate Sloan. We were mixed, edited, and engineered by Bill Lance, our design by Luke Harris, and our community manager is Sarah Terry. You can always find more episodes at switchedonpop.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Radio Public, or any other way you listen to these things. Also... 
throughout this entire episode, we referenced so many great ideas that you all provided us. So please chat with us. We're on Twitter and Instagram at SwitchedOnPop. We love to have dialogue with what you're listening to and hearing all of your wild theories, whether it's sleigh bell related or otherwise. Hit us up at SwitchedOnPop. We'll be back in mid-January. Until then, we're wishing you and yours a very merry holiday season. And as always, thanks thanks for for listening. listening. One final shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. You know what's a terrible question? What's your favorite part of having nasal allergies? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. Luckily, you might be able to find some relief with Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's astaproallergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.